global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by Safe Summit, the world's largest gathering of a small and medium businesses featuring Sir Richard Branson, July 25th to 28th in Chicago. Register with promo code business at sagesummit.com for just $99. European stocks, the pound and commodities all gaining for the first time since Britain's shock vote to leave the European Union. Amid speculation, policymakers will take steps to limit any economic fallout. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures up 19 points this morning. Dow E-mini futures up 175. NASDAQ E-mini futures up 42. DAX in Germany is up 2%. Ten-year Treasury down 9.30 seconds. The yield 1.46%. Yield on the two-year 0.61%. NYMEX crude oil up 2.6% or $1.22 to $47.55 a barrel. COMEX gold down 1% or $12.90 to $13.11.10 an ounce. The euro $1.1089, the British pound $1.3344, the yen 102.32, and Dow Chemical planning to eliminate about 2,500 jobs and shut plants in North Carolina and Japan. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Uh, much to talk about this morning. And, of course, as Karen mentions there, the lead is a better tape without question. Willis, Willis Sparks is with Eurasia Group, working with Ian Bremmer on a G0 world, maybe a G0 United Kingdom. Uh, Willis, help me out here. I think I've got a pretty good idea of the fractures of the right nation to nation. Tell me about the nuances of liberal, the nuances of labor, the nuances of progressive that we see in America and in uh, Europe as, as well. How's the left doing? Uh, the left is doing very badly in the U.K. Jeremy Corbyn is under attack, but he probably has enough support to survive a leadership challenge. He's certainly not going to go down without a fight. And although I'm sure there are still people in the Hillary Clinton campaign that are wondering what Bernie Sanders supporters have up their sleeve for the Democratic Convention in Philadelphia next month, it's a much, much more unified party speaking with a single voice in a much stronger position relative to the conservative opposition. Uh, can I ask a, sort of a two-part question here? Sure. Uh, what, is, what is this, a White House press conference? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, there is a sort of larger philosophical debate underway about um, not uh, the the specifics of a labor or democratic uh, platform or something, but about liberal democracy itself right. and what the future is. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that terrific piece in the Washington Post yesterday by Matt O'Brien. Uh, suggesting that um, you know the left behinds in the economy around the world. This is only the beginning of of the their revolt. Uh, and then, uh, how, how do the parties react to that in the various countries? Is this a time of realignment? Well, it is clearly a time of realignment. I mean, as, as Tom said at the beginning, it's a G0 world, it's a G0 Europe, it's a G0 UK. I, I think that we have to be careful, though, in extrapolating the lessons of one country onto another. Um, so, for example, there's been a lot of media focus over the last few days about the fact that one of the driving forces behind the, the vote for Brexit was uh, white voters, older white voters, concerned about a surge of immigration, not feeling like their countries are taking their uh, their governments are taking their interests into account, that they're losing power to the distant bureaucrats over whom they have very little influence. I would just point out that the U.K. and U.S. electorates are very different. And the, the exit poll that I saw, Larry Sabato was 
tweeting about this after he, he linked to an exit poll from Britain that said that in the Brexit referendum, 94% of all votes were cast by white people. You're simply not going to see an electorate like that in the United States or even in individual swing states. Let's also keep in mind that the case is very different when you're talking about anti-immigration anxiety. It is true that the foreign-born population of the U.K. and the foreign-born population of the U.S. are very similar. They're both close to about 13 percent. But in the U.S., immigrants have been arriving in this country for more than 200 years. There have been waves of immigration over many decades. In the U.K., the number of immigrants has doubled just in the last 15 years because of EU rules. So there is a very much a heightened sensitivity to this issue in Britain that represents the anxieties of a much larger share of the voting electorate than it does in the much more diverse United States. Now, having said that, yes, we have already seen in France and Netherlands there are calls for exit referendums in those countries. In Austria, Sweden, Denmark, and many other European countries, there are populist parties that are riding exactly the wave that you're describing. We see it in Poland and Hungary and in Eastern Europe, too. They're gaining a lot of advantage by playing exactly this card. Your governments don't listen to you. Things are changing too quickly. We've got to throw up walls. Do we end up with a a different lineup of political parties, whatever you want to call them, in the U.K. and the U.S. after these this year's events? Well, I don't – you know, in the U.S., I think the barriers to an effective third party, as we say every four years, are much higher than they are uh, in Europe and even in the U.K. I mean, we are in an extraordinary moment in the U.K. where essentially both of the, the two larger parties are headless at the moment. David Cameron's going to stick around to the beginning of September to right the ship, as he says, and we have a pretty good idea that Boris Johnson uh, is, is at least the front runner to replace him. On the on the labor side, there's a lot of controversy around Jeremy Corbyn. There's just not a lot of clear leadership on either side. It's not clear yet who is capable of picking up the slack there. I think that there is going to be a backlash against Nigel Farage mm-hmm. and UKIP as a result of this vote. You know, the Lib Dems are certainly in no position to capitalize on this, and the Scottish National Party is really a Scotland-focused no. party. Willis, thank you so much. Willis Sparks with a terrific perspective for us um, this morning. Mike, can we tell our audience the dirty little secret is when we walk in in the morning, we just trust our terrific team and we really don't know who's on the show? Well, I usually you know, look. You look, but I don't even look. I recall someone screaming this morning. Do you recall who's on the who show? Was that? Can I just suggest, folks, that our radio lineup today is Absolutely spectacular, starting with the governor of the Bank of England and Willis Sparks' great wisdom. Justin Wolfers, he of Michigan, will be with us later. Who else, Michael? Mr. Lee of City. We're going to talk to Marvin Goodfriend and then Joachim Fels. We have Goodfriend. And uh, Michael Feroli and uh, J.P. Morgan's changing Fed call uh, towards the end of the program. So three hours, you've got to be nailed to your seat. Our team is just killing it, getting us great guests for this conversation on economics, finance, investment, and international relations. Green on the screen, the yield 1.47%. Sterling, Mervyn King's pound sterling, 133.44. In New York, Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Land Rover. Adventure is yours for the taking. Visit LandRoverTriState.com for special lease and financing offers. Land Rover, above and beyond.